One afternoon, B, Janie at her heels, caught Helen and Dossie at the landing window with the binoculars. Let me see, Janie lunged forward. B caught her by the collar, held her back. Put that away, girls. Why? Dossie asked. For one thing, it's extremely rude. Not to mention illegal, said Helen. Illegal? B's voice went high. She was beautifully easy to shock. Helen shrugged. It's all classified information over there. But don't worry, we'll use what we discover for the common good. B reached for the binoculars. Helen ducked away, and B turned to call down the hall, Agnes! Call in the troops, Helen muttered. Agnes appeared from her room. Well, what's all this about? These two, B jutted her chin toward them, are spying on the soldiers. Give me those glasses, Agnes said. Dossie, who'd gotten hold of them, dropped them deftly around her neck. Don't you love bird-watching? I think I saw a scarlet tanager. I'll tell your father, said Agnes. Helen blanched, but she would not let on. Daddy, that we're aiding the war effort? Just wait, we might spot a submarine. We'll catch a spy, a Heinrich Heidelberg or Masako Fujiwaka. She liked the sound of German and Japanese, read aloud the words in the newspaper, collected them in her war scrapbook. Who? Janie asked, panicked. Where? This war, B said, her face gone pale, is not a game. Her brother's in it, Agnes explained, on the other side, where there's bombings. The other side? Janie shrilled. Your brother's a German? The other side of the sea, love. B's voice shook. He's an air raid warden in Glasgow. You know, the picture in my room, the little boy? That's Callum, my only brother. It's just the two of us. I've told you about him. Janie turned to her sisters. B's only brother is in the war. Your only brother's in it, too, Helen told her. B had never liked Charlie. They all knew it. She liked girls better than boys. Dossie better than Helen, Janie better than the Queen of England, which said a lot. And rising at the ranks, he could get shipped out. Enough! Agnes flew into motion, ushering Helen toward the bedroom. Helen, really, you've got a queer idea of a joke. Helen sprang away and slipped sideways into her room, where she slammed the door and leaned on it, though no one was trying to get in. A joke? What none of them could see was that she was dead serious. Serious in how she watched the sky and sea. Serious in how she wrote to her brother every single day. Serious in how she followed the news. The murders in Lydicy, the list of casualties. She had begun reading the newspaper last year in an attempt to impress her father, but it quickly became more than that. If she were old enough, she would sign up to be a lady reporter or join the whack. She cracked the door open, expecting them still to be there, but they had disappeared, even Doss. She took off the binoculars, let her skirt drop to the floor and crawled into bed, where, after a run of muffled, cleansing tears,
she fell asleep. Several hours later, she woke to a dusk so dense it was hard to make out your own hand, and turned on the nightstand lamp to read. She was partway through A Farewell to Arms, and while the book's cover, a man and woman naked from the waist up, had announced the romance, which she'd expected having seen the movie. It was the bits about war that held her wrapped. A world limbed and burnished. A road. Leaves. Bodies. Wounded. Dying. Longing. Healing. Dead. Trenches. Big ideas. The book was full of things she could almost but not quite say, nor even quite think.